0: So hello and welcome to One for the Books, I'm Jacinta. And I'm Emma, we're a book podcast for everyone, whether you love reading or your idea of a book with a glossy mag, we have recommendations to kickstart
1: your book club. Equal part book club, ultimate reckless, and catch up with your friends. Eee! Welcome to 2023! <laughs> oh my gosh, happy new year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're well into the year, but happy yeah. new year's. February vibes. Hey the year doesn't start until we start back up. (laughs) One for the books is is, is, is supposed to be your calendar.
0: I mean time is a construct so so why not take action of that.
1: Time is (laughs) a construct.
0: I am pumped because
1: we're doing something very very different for this episode. Oh yeah this is a bit this is very fun. I'm very into this topic.
0: Well, I mean it's a very you I feel like you're the expert, definitely. You're leading the way, you're the guiding light for both of us for this
1: episode. <laughs> and definitely the more delusional one that believes this kind of stuff. No. If that's what you're very for. It.
0: Definitely.
1: <laughs> also, no, I'm here for it. Everyone can believe what they want to believe. Whatever like gets you through the night. Yes do what you need to do and we're obviously talking about astrology which I feel like has gotten a lot more popular these past few years but also Hell yeah but I definitely think maybe so, maligned. Yeah.
0: I don't know I think in certain groups it's maligned in certain groups it's perhaps much more accepted that's um, true there's, yeah so we're basically being book coaster that's the yes vibe. <laughs> <We're> yeah
1: matching <laughs> you up with your astrological <laughs> signs Yeah. With the book that we would recommend for you. And obviously this can go for your sun sign, your moon sign your ascendant sign do you even know your ascendant sign mm,
0: I feel like I've worked it all out at some point and I always always forget I feel proud that I even remembered my moon sign I was just like I've lived my life thinking I'm Sagittarian and that's it <laughs> nice and it big
1: Virgo. big yeah. Virgo
0: energy which again for people that know me it really tracks it makes a lot of sense it um, makes definite sense <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> okay so first sign in the astrological calendar I don't know <laughs> um, is Aries, which is the first sign, oh, first sign of the zodiac.
0: Yes, and, that's which it. makes
1: sense because Aries loves to be number one. They're mm, 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 very competitive, bold, ambitious. They're kind of they're courageous. I think of Aries as super confident people.
0: Yeah, they say it's like this competitive um brash kind of nature is always the vibe I get from this sign yes, like exactly. they just they have no qualms about just getting stuck into something right away um which definitely
1: speaks to that confidence element there's an
0: impulsiveness there yes that
1: is such a good word and we the book that we recommend is the power by naomi alderman yes which i think we spoke about on the podcast last year from memory we've definitely
0: talked about it i think we we both both separately talk yes and i only read it at the end of last year um but following your strong recommendation and it lived up to that expectation that I had from that and it's kind of meta so it's a book within a book so I guess it's like sandwiched by this idea that it's um a scientist or a writer um, producing a manuscript about an imagined history um where women it was basically a matriarchy where women across the world developed Um, this amazing power to emit electricity from their hands so it it, it gave women (laughs) that power back over men so the dynamic in society completely shifted and yet turned the world into a matriarchy so it's kind of this historical fiction but of this fake period of time but it kind of focuses on Um, four or five kind of central female characters as they navigate this rapidly changing world when these powers have just been discovered by women Mm. around the world. So it's kind of how is the world navigating this newfound shift in power dynamics.
1: And I guess these women, like, they all kind of become leaders and Mm. I guess they're in charge of certain rebels or, like, forging their own path. And I guess that plays into the whole Aries thing of being bold and adventurous
0: the, and that diving kind of straight in a lot of them were the first in their whole areas or countries to kind of discover that they had these powers as well and oh, it was so about true. them yeah. embracing that leaning into it becoming leaders in the movement teaching other people so yeah I feel like it really plays into that Aries energy
1: the trailblazer um, they're the trailblazers
0: yes fuck that is like such a good slogan for Aries <laughs> the
1: confident trailblazer Oh my gosh, we envy you Aries. Like honestly, <laughs> yes. if I could why do I not have Aries? Same. Oh, like just a l- little bit in just any part. Just some pop. fire energy, please. Some yes. of that. Yes. Um. So yeah, we recommend reading *The Power* by Naomi Alderman. Next, our then. Next sign is Taurus, the reliable Taurus, which is represented by the bull. You're ruled by Venus, which means that I guess you you like the finer things in life. <laughs> also love this energy. Why can't I have some Taurus energy oh, going on? I mean, artistic, luxury, I guess practical as well. There's like a stubbornness and a possessiveness, but then I think... Taurus are really I guess their strengths they're just reliable devoted people yeah I, I trust of, you
0: <laughs> like someone that just loves to go to a day spa all day the fact that they're represented by the bull show like really speaks that stubborn side as well though so I feel like there's a little bit of um
1: push and pull between the two sides of the Taurus peeps that's true like being represented by Venus like the planet of yeah love and artistic influences like kind of crossing that with the bull and yes. how you can also be really responsible and stable, but also stubborn as fuck. <laughs> Doesn't like change. I'm speaking from experience. My mother is a Taurus. and <laughs> You're like, I'm a so pro, annoying. I get it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so the book that we picked for the Taurus, which may be a bit of a cliche, but it just works too well. We could not pass it up. It's, of course, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald.
0: I mean, one of the most iconic books if you're talking about luxury, the finer things in life, but also even stubbornness. Like, you know, the two main characters, I would say very strong personalities, strong-willed. Yeah, set in their Um, own ways. Yeah. They they don't like the compromise. Yeah, so for those of you that might not be familiar with The Great Gatsby, um, it's a book by F. Scott Fitzgerald set in the jazz age, um, mainly around kind of New York City. And it um, follows Nick Carraway, who's the narrator of the book. Um, but it's mostly about his interactions with this, yeah, mysterious millionaire, Jay Gatsby. Um, and Gatsby's obsession with his former lover, Daisy Buchanan. And it's a very fiery um, love affair. But yeah, they're both, I would say, Daisy and Jay, very, very, um, yeah, Stubborn, obstinate kind of characters, but both obsessed with the finer things in life. Oh, yeah, excess. And excess yes. is like the bottom line. W- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's kind of Too one of the of first. Too much of everything. Yeah, I remember it being described as sort of one of the first iterations in history where that excess, well, modern history, um, where that excess was really revered by the younger generation because they were quite young comparatively oh, for the 20s.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, so it's um, full of debauchery drinking glamour sort of all of the amazing fun things in life
1: perfect mm-hmm. for the sign that's ruled by the planet of love and pleasure it definitely
0: exactly they perfect. are probably
1: the two main themes of the great gatsby so perfect. yeah the next sign is a gemini for all my gemini's out there yum yeah. Not me. I don't
0: know why I said yes, but my dad and my sister are both Gemini. You've got so a lot of familiar. Gemini energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: understand it. The Gemini is represented by the twins. So I, th- When I think of Gemini, I think of the air energy. They're intelligent, versatile, fun, curious, gentle, affectionate, I guess... Talkative, talkative. All Gemini's I know are very talkative.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, my sister's not that talkative. My dad is though, so.
1: Oh, maybe she has some other. I know. I really want to
0: now map all of my family's, like all of their astrological, just so I I, can see where they fit. I love doing
1: that. It's so fun. I guess with this, like I don't relate too much to my sun sign. But I relate to a lot of my other planets, so that is something that's pretty common. So it makes sense for your sister to not fully embody all of the things that are sun signs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Geminis, like we said, I guess communication is so important to Geminis. Yes. They can be nervous, Mm -hmm. indecisive. So they are ruled by... Mercury so they love Ah. facts and information and I guess that all kind of plays into the communication aspect which I think lines up really well with the book that we picked for Gemini's. Honestly I think we've picked really well for this star sign. Oh I I could not think of a more appropriate book. (laughs) Yes. It is the Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams.
0: Oh just like as you were even describing it I was like that kind of insatiable curiosity the love of facts and understanding Mm. but then even that like dual perspective so the dictionary of lost words um follows esme um and she's brought up by her father um so she spends a lot of her childhood under the table at the scriptorium which is basically a team of lexicographers like her father who are compiling the first ever oxford english dictionary so she's basically surrounded by words but the duality really comes in where she notices words in common use particularly those used by for and about women are being excluded from the dictionary because Mm. they don't have any kind of literary references to be included which was the benchmark for the dictionary so it's that duality of like I would say that unpacks some classism issues but also sexism around like men versus women binary but then like upper classes who get to control, you know, what words get into a dictionary versus the people that are using the words on the ground and I would say influencing language a lot
1: more in its day-to-day use. Oh, um, yeah, because it's all about words and curiosity. Exactly. And, like, trying to find, I guess, trying to get to the bottom of problems. And, like, also, if
0: you're a word nerd, this mm, book is also so fun.
1: Even Scriptatorium, like, I you know. just reminding me of that word. I was like, yes. I know. It's oh. perfect. Yeah, all about it. Anyway, Dream. that is Dictionary of Lost Words, 100% a Gemini read. Guys, if you're a Gemini, get on this right away. Yes. It, really, it will just make sense. <laughs> the next sign in the zodiac is cancer, which I feel like is a very misunderstood sign because I feel like yes. people often associate them with sensitivity and crying and just being very emotional but they can be really highly imaginative, like sympathetic. Yeah, but also like really tenacious and strong and tough, and maybe that accounts for um, the fact that they have usually a pretty hard shell around them, but inside soft and sensitive. Yeah, and
0: And maybe like take a little while to warm up and open
1: up to people, you know, to establish Mm. that kind of like trust and bond. I mean, (laughs) and they're represented by the crab, so it's the actual like personification of that hard, (laughs) yeah, the hard outer shell with like the emotional even like psychic, highly intuitive inside. So yes, we love a cancer over here. We do. And the book that we picked to this, we thought encompasses that so well, which is A Man Called Ove by Frederick Blackman.
0: Oh, this is honestly one of my favorite books of all time. What a It phenomenal actually book. recently got um, adapted by Hollywood. So it's a Swedish book that got translated. It came out in like 2012 in Sweden came out the following year in English and has been sort of a bestseller since then. And then I think it was a few years after it got published, it became a Swedish film. And the book is like a joy. So basically Ove um is a curmudgeon because that word is amazing (laughs) and needs to be used more.
1: Great word. Great word. But like
0: a classic older gentleman who's gotten a bit um you know set in his ways, used to his own routine and processes is very gr- like outwardly grumpy and narky at everyone and he lives in this kind <laughs> of um not like a village but it's almost like a like an estate kind of area where it's you know like a few houses all co-located. And everyone um, knows each other. So obviously Ove has a lot of opinions about all of these things <laughs> and all of his neighbors. And so he can he comes across particularly at the beginning as quite bitter. But it's honestly the most beautiful story of someone's true nature and how, you know, it took it takes him a long time to warm up to people, to let people in, to trust yeah. them. And then when he does, he's like the loveliest bloody human. He's still annoying and frustrating <laughs> and like very stubborn, but like the classic yet. Yeah, Hard on the outside, soft on the inside once you get to know him. And he's very, very caring and emotional and empathetic once you kind of break through that tough exterior. It's such a good book. Like, honestly, highly recommend. It's a really easy read. You probably hate Ove to start with, but stick with it. I
1: feel like those books, they just make me cry. Such an emotional book so because you become... So wrenching yeah. Also, it's such a gift when an author
0: is really, really good at character development and character description. Oh, and yes. you just feel... They feel so real. Yeah. And I think that this book is particularly good at that, where all of the characters really come to life and so you do feel really emotionally invested. So totally. it is really intense in parts. Like when you find out some aspects of O's backstory, it's like
1: heartbreaking. You feel it, you, yes. like it's, it's like a really emotional book as well, which works yes. with this whole theme 100%. of the cancer. The next sign in our Zodiac is of course, the Leo, which is our performer, our star, the <laughs> dramatic, passionate, loyal, I mean, Leo's take-up room, that's for sure, definitely.
0: And, and I think there's, like, it's such an iconic, um, you know, they're represented by the lion. It is the most yeah. iconic, perfect
1: king of animal the representation. Kind of yeah. Yeah. The element is fire. They're represented by the lion. They're dramatic and courageous. I mean, I want some of that energy as well. Right? right? But I guess the Leo is also usually quite loyal and very passionate so there's a like a really strong focus on like family and being protective as well highly valuing relationships in the leo as well which i think works with the book that we picked for this
0: cuz i yes. guess leo's
1: associated with the inner child as well so the yes. chronicles of narnia is what we came up with i guess probably the lion the witch in the wardrobe makes the most sense in i the think Chronicles that's of what i like mentally picked in my head <laughs> for like what <laughs> yeah, we were exactly. gonna be doing
0: um it just works so well it's like, it works it's kind of so covered. well actually i only read the lion the witch in the wardrobe last year so i can also attest to Ooh. reading these as an adult having never read them as a child and them still holding up genuinely a great time i really loved reading it
1: It, like, really Um, transports you, doesn't it? Yeah, Kind of that mythical, powerful story. And
0: it does really speak to that, yeah, fantasy mythology. There's some royal elements. So a lot of it does tie back to Leo vibes, aside from the lion being sort of the main part of this as (laughs) well. But it's this really lovely story of theatrics, imagination, um, and just being able to, like,
1: let yourself go and really lean into that dream world. Um. Yeah, that's so true because I guess I think Leos are very creative as well because they're always, like, very good at the arts and that kind of thing. So and that makes a lot of sense now that yes. you say that. That's really – it's a really good point. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's, like, this really lovely, playful, childlike – um, fantasy realm but it is such a joy to be part of and I feel like that is really some Leo energy right there
1: yes joy that works yes. joy and
0: like warm-heartedness and yes. yeah perfect. and it
1: is some really like you know
0: lovely um moments of love and connection as well between them and celebrating each other as well as so i feel like there's quite a lot of connection here
1: with the leo zodiac sign love it and of course the next sign is as we've already mentioned before we might have a soft spot for this certain sign it's the virgo they're level-headed, service-oriented, obsessive, sometimes over-detail. <laughs> can be analytical. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> organized, that kind of thing. But then on the other side, they're also they can be very hardworking. They're the hardest-working people ever. They're kind and practical and yeah, intelligent. Also ruled by Mercury, so they love information and. Oh.
0: Which, this makes a lot of sense for your non-fiction obsession. It actually, So this is just into sun sign. (laughs) And I feel like, as you were describing that, I was like, this is really a light bulb moment of understanding you on a deeper level. Yes. Obviously, yeah, we both identified this is my moon sign. This is just into sun sign. So we've got a lot of Virgo energy for the podcast. Um, Enjoy. Um, And I feel like, you know, those perfectionist vibes definitely represent me um and my obsession with perfection
1: well you're yeah you're striving to do a good job at everything which is like I'm as someone who's a partner with you in this I'm super (laughs) thankful for
0: (laughs) um but do you want to because I feel like you've read this book this is actually a book I've not read and I would say actively avoided but it's
1: very Virgo vibes I know we had a discussion about this before like should we kind of pick this book because as a Virgo I hated this book (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, but it just feels so appropriate i feel like we're recommending books where they're very emblematic and symbolic of the star signs doesn't necessarily mean everyone's going to identify and if you've got a lot of other like um energy from other zodiac signs
1: as your moon or your you know yeah, whatever totally. in your
0: chart i think that would also influence what books you gravitate towards
1: and then i'm the perfect example of that i'm a virgo I didn't like Atomic Habits. I identify more as a Libra and the Libra books are probably something that I would go to first. Yeah, makes sense. But if I was really honest to myself, I kind of need the Atomic Habits book. (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, it appeals to me
0: because I'm like, yes, tell me how to succeed better at life and, like, be more planned and organised, bring it.
1: (laughs) So I guess Virgo's all about organisation, life planning, self-help. So we thought Atomic Habits by James Clear is kind of the perfect book for that
0: I mean it's one of the biggest selling books of all time so (laughs)
1: everywhere yeah it kind of makes sense it is
0: the ultimate and most iconic self-help book of like the modern era I would say one of at least
1: yeah and I what I do appreciate about it it's like it's not just self-help motivational which I think a lot of people can turn off at. It's actually got psychological proof behind it, some like evidence. So if you do want to build good habits, I mean, go at it, have a read. (laughs) It's (laughs) not for us, but go for it. Yeah, exactly. But it just works with Virgo. There's a a logical nature. There's a practical, like, systematic kind of nature to a Virgo. And, yeah, if I was a better Virgo, I would like like it. (laughs) If you're a better Virgo. That is
0: such a Virgo thing to say. Like, if I was a more perfect (laughs) version of a Virgo, this would be a great book for
1: me. (laughs) It probably hit hard because I'm, I'm like, so far from being organised and having good habits that it made me mad. So maybe (laughs) we delve a little deeper. Maybe that is the reason why I didn't like it. Like it. Oh my god, I love so that. So who knows? <laughs> um, oh my god, I feel like we're segueing from one of your signs to the next. Uh, yeah, so this is probably the sign that I actually identify with the most. For anyone who knows anything about astrology, I have a Libra stellium. Which means I have more than four planets in Libra. So I'm very heavy on the Libra. Yes. Yeah. And definitely makes sense. Like, yeah, I feel like it does. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't ever rock the boat, likes harmony and balance and social justice. It's like all very kind of Libra energy things. Yeah. And I guess Libras are often, they're quite interested in relationships and diplomatic. They like cooperating, but they also can be very indecisive, um, mm. avoid confrontation which is very much me so there's also like a lot of things to work on as a Libra as well but I feel like it's also ruled by Venus they're very into music and very into books and reading and that kind of stuff as well so they also appreciate beauty that comes with the ruling planet of Venus but I think most of all they're just obsessed with justice and fairness which yes (laughs) which is why we chose the book we did for this one Oh, yeah, this is a great book. No Friend But the Mountain by Beruz Bachani. Yeah, all right. So the book
0: is an autobiographical account of Bachani's journey to Christmas Island seeking asylum in Australia, but because we have such a fucked up... um, refugee policy. He was um imprisoned on Manus Island, um, at one of the government's immigration detention facilities, which is putting it nicely, I would say. Um Oh my god, yeah, totally. Yeah, but even just how he came to write this book is fucking amazing. So he wrote it on a mobile phone, so
1: they weren't allowed
0: to have mobile phones.
1: I think you told me this when we were talking yeah. about it for the first and I didn't really but yes, so it, it felt so written... stupid. No, it's just wild.
0: So yeah, he wrote it while he was imprisoned on Manus Island on a it's mobile phone that he wasn't allowed to have. That he had yeah. to keep secret and hidden at all times, using WhatsApp. That was then smuggled out of Manus Island as thousands of different PDF files. Um, it was written <sighs> in Persian, yeah. which is his native language, um, and translated into English by Omid Tofagian, who's from the Uni of Sydney's Philosophy Department. It's
1: almost like poetry. I think that's what... Well,
0: part, parts of it are legitimately poetry. Like, it kind of totally, oscillates yeah. between prose and poetry. Beautiful, but it's harrowing. It's no holds barred. Like, he is very upfront about the torture, the mm. inhumanity, the, the awfulness that the Australian government and, by association, the Australian people are allowing to happen under our own country's name and it's a fucking hard read but I genuinely think everyone should read it but it is like the most beautifully written social justice call to action I would say because I don't think you can read this book and not want to take action or take a stand or talk about
1: the inhumanity of our refugee policies in Australia. I mean he is phenomenal and kind of the personification of all that is good in the world Mm -hmm.
0: like the ultimate triumph over evil oh there's so many layers to it and I really want everyone to read that book because it is one of the
1: most amazing books I've ever read I guess the social justice aspect of this is and kind of his quest for justice definitely is why we would recommend that to a Libra (laughs) yes oh my god such a good book and it was also like because so Libra's represented by the scales so it's like the fairness and the law yes. of it as well also ties into it i mean <laughs> whatever sign you are you should read yeah it. i think it's yeah phenomenal. for sure but That's it's very large representative large. of the Libran energy and passions totally and the fact that some of its poetry and its written mm-hmm. very lyrically like just makes so much sense yeah perfect okay so the next sign is the scorpio they're a water sign they're very loyal, passionate, they're brave, but they can also be quite jealous, maybe a bit mm. secretive. It's like the embodiment of, I always think of Scorpio and Slytherin. I always, <laughs> that's what I associate it with. Yeah. Yeah. They can be elusive and mysterious and I think they're pretty misunderstood as well. I, they seem complicated. Like a, Yeah. They seem quite nuanced. Exactly. They're very emotional. Lots of like psychic abilities, intuition oh, as well. But I love yeah. the
0: mysterious nature of this sign. Yeah,
1: why we associated it with The Guest List by Lucy Foley, which was, we both love this book. We
0: And also a book I've recommended to so many people. I feel like even people that love crime kind of novels really like it, but people that equally don't like crime novels still really love this book. It's somehow the perfect yes. middle ground between those two kind of... Extreme versions, ends of the spectrum in terms of the literary nature of the book.
1: That's so true. It's like a great kind of entry point. To yes, that. but it really nails the level of intrigue and tension
0: without going into like unnecessary gore.
1: Um, That's
0: actually such a good
1: point. There's not yeah. much violence. Like it's a crime book, boring. really, because yeah. it's a who done it,
0: but totally. it's much more about the intrigue and the tension. So yeah, it's set on a remote island off the coast of Ireland and it's about this wedding and it's like kind of two famous people getting married, but it's sort of revolves around them and sort of their closest group of friends, because obviously it's a very small wedding. Someone dies and (laughs) you basically go through each of the main characters that the book focuses on, trying to unpack who did it, why there's some really beautiful character crossovers and connections that I didn't see coming.
1: Um, oh, I love that when it like genuinely yes. surprises you and it's yes. like, oh, wow. Well, and really, I think it to a lot petty resentments that can build
0: up, jealousies, that kind of thing between friends and... Very Scorpio. God, yes, very Scorpio. Yes. And there's like a... I think there's a lot of intrigue about a lot of the characters as well. Like a lot of them are quite mysterious where you only kind of know them at a surface level at the beginning. So again, very Scorpio energy of who are these people? Why are they here? Yeah. What kind do of they unravels, actually think about each other? It? Yes.
1: Ugh. Perfect and I guess there's the love and the obsession and the affair kind of intense lover side of it as well is very appropriate for this book.
0: I think this is the perfect Scorpio book. But again, if I would recommend this to anyone in general, but very Scorpio energy. Anyone
1: can pick it up. It's like a Mm. super easy one, yeah. The next sign is obviously one of my (laughs) (laughs) favourites. The humble Sagittarius. Oh, the humble. I Thank side. you. Tug in cheek, the humble Sagittarius. <laughs> no, we love, I mean, Sagittarius are probably the most fun people in your friend group. <laughs> I'm going to take a gather that, but they have great <laughs> senses of humor. They're fun. They're adventurous. They're generous. <laughs> they are some of the best friends you ever have. So, oh, shout out to it. the Sagittarius.
0: <laughs> Obviously, yeah, I have big Sag energy because I. That is my Sagittarius. Very much identify with the fire, passion, spontaneity, silliness part of all of this as a star sign. Um, yeah, they're the most.
1: They're definitely the most fun sign, I would say. <laughs> okay, great. You'll have yeah. a good time with the Sarge. Um but not much else. It's just like ridiculousness. <laughs>
0: um, and I feel like we actually struggled to kind of pick a book for this because there's so many.
1: It was that difficult, could apply,
0: Yeah, because yeah, it is so much about sort of adventure and travel, I think, features really, really strongly in a lot of um, predictions and traits of Sagittarians. So anything kind of travel, adventure, journey-related really fits. So we did talk about Bill Bryson, anything by Such him. Such a yeah. Yeah, but often has that adventure, but the, you know, chasing after... Intellect and spirit, but also like really silly and funny, and revolves a lot around humor. Oh,
1: and guess what? Sign Bill Bryson <gasps> is Saj. Saj, get out! It oh my makes God, so much sense. I mean, if you've never read a Bill Bryson book, he's he loves he's to written... explore a topic on the wonders of the world and or just... the human body. I would say the ultimate
0: um, layman's term books. Like he gets deals with really complicated or convoluted topics, like the whole of history or <laughs> yes.
1: aspect of science to all into a book yeah. yeah but actually kind of lands it like it really works he really like nails that kind of exploration and yes. curiosity and like the idea of personal expansion and adventure I like associate a lot with the with the Sagittarius yes <laughs> and then the
0: other book that we really wanted to quickly touch on that also I think really encapsulates a lot of that um Spiritual adventure um, Yeah, trying to find meaning
1: and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Also, obviously, a classic. I mean, what an incredible book as well. Just, like, on its own. That has stood the test of time. Could not agree more. Also, fabulous movies. Um, Yeah, set within Tolkien's fictional universe that follows the quest of home-loving Bilbo Baggins who is the titular hobbit, and it's about him trying to win a share of the treasure guarded by a dragon named Smaug. It's just a great tale of, yeah, adventure, travel, kind of action feel. There's some sinister elements. There's a lot of tension and drama in it, which also is a feature of Sag. Um,
1: like coming coming across different like disparate people like yes kind of meeting a pack of dwarves
0: <laughs> you know your normal your normal, normal kind of
1: travel only Asaj could like make friends with everyone like as they go on so but
0: I mean he's kind of like. A likable, unlikable character. Like, Bilbo's kind of annoying at the same time. But yes. Also, again, classic sag. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah, both Bill Bryson and J.R. Tolkien represent similar but also different elements of sag. Like, Bill Bryson heavy on the humour, the silliness, Mm. playfulness element. Whereas Tolkien, I would say, it's a bit more dramatic and a darker theme for sure. But also both really have that travel
1: adventure yeah spirit. exploration yeah yeah yes. seeking new things exactly oh. so yeah everyone get on those books if you're yes. if you've got an element of Sag in you the next one is a capricorn who yes. i think i find hard to explain because i never want to give a bad vibe of but they can be very i guess the stereotypical way they're very serious they're very disciplined and responsible but i guess they're also so the hardest workers they're very patient they persevere i mean the caps i know are the most ambitious hard-working people ever they also have a wicked sense of humor they're very sarcastic have got a dry sense Love. of humor When I think of a book, I think The Hunger Games just kind of, I guess, encapsulates all that they are. They're, like, always striving to be number one. They are intrigued by wealth and authority and ambitious – It just, like, it works for The Hunger Games. It's such, like, a a crazy kind of expansive book, isn't
0: it? (laughs) A hundred percent. And also, like, really around the character of Katniss Everdeen, who's the main character in the series. Mm. I feel like that is very Capricorn energy, you know. She is that leader, sort of taking one for the team, dedicated, insists on seeing things through. But also, yeah, there is that classist kind of conversation um, around socioeconomic backgrounds and... Um, who gets wealth and power and authority and she kind of has that naturally but um that's true some are just like
1: natural kind of leaders
0: exactly it's still a fucked up book in a lot of ways (laughs) because the entire premise of the book is getting children to compete to the literal death um to be crowned sort of the winner for their region um from each district to compete in the hunger games and yes it's real fucked up because they're aged between 12 and 18 so it's literally a book about children killing each other I always
1: forget (laughs) that that it really is like it's wild children (laughs) yeah it's not great I mean I guess essentially it's like Katniss overcoming the worst odds yeah and like if anyone can do that it's through that perseverance dedication
0: that work ethic yeah and I feel like that is really Capricorn energy
1: also quite like entrepreneurial like yes Needs to find different ways to like outsmart people, wants to be like the smartest person in the room, yeah. Understand it, so that I think that works as well. Definitely <laughs> brings that in, love that. Moving on, so the next one, our second to last sign in the zodiac is Aquarius who is the water carrier, but is actually air, is very air. It
0: always confuses me because I so always curious. immediately i am like, it's a water sign, but it's not, it's an air sign. Especially
1: like when it starts with aqua. Like right? I do that,
0: that's confusing. Literally the
1: Latin word for water. Thank you for fucking <laughs> with my brain. Exactly. So an Aquarius are some of my favourite people as well. They're progressive, they're original, they're humanitarians, they're social and fascinated by group dynamics. They can also be a little weird. <laughs> little quirky, like to step to the beat of their own drum, but yes. I admire them for that, definitely. And I guess the book that we thought would work with this is June yes. because they Frank do Herbert. love, yes. yeah. We thought maybe like a science fictiony book, I think. But also works this book well. works on so many levels.
0: So it is kind of about a revolution. The sort of... Oh, yeah. It's about different royal families. But one yes. of the royal families that's featured in the books is sort of one of the central families is very progressive and liberal with a lowercase L. So that, like, it really speaks to those elements and even that humanitarian kind of aspect. I mean, a bit social justice but more humanitarian definitely comes into it. Mm. But also the book is... Almost set around water and the lack
1: thereof, and everyone's striving to find it. So that water bearer element
0: really, really comes in. It's wild. Exactly. That makes so
1: much sense with an Aquarius. Yeah. And also, Dune.
0: A weird fucking book. Weird fucking book, but also I would say a very early sci-fi kind of book. Like this is considered a classic, but it is a a trailblazer, progressive for its time. To be honest, very much stands up, very much. I would say there's a lot of threads around climate change that you can read into the themes of this book. Oh, that's Um, so interesting.
1: Yeah. Of course. Anyway,
0: so the book is published in 1965. So again, yeah, very early in sort of sci-fi era. So yeah, it's set on a sort of in a distant future with interstellar society. So people living on different planets and it's very much controlled. Like each of them are controlled by noble or royal houses. So this book is, oh my God, it's about so many different things, but it's about politics, revolution, power, who has it, who doesn't, the power of the underdog, um oh, the power yeah. of the
1: people is like a really big part of it so that sort of revolutionary element yes yes it's perfect when you said underdog I was like yes perfect <laughs> Aquarius that is yes. the best way to encapsulate they're always going to root for the underdog yeah perfect book for all of the Aquarians out there then the best okay amazing our last sign. yes which we're is, currently in yes exactly how effective yeah we're ending the Pisces season. Ending at the beginning. Oh, Exactly and we both have this energy in our families as well, as well yes. so I think we're pretty familiar with it. <laughs> so yes. the Pisces is probably the most stereotypical water sign. They're symbolized by the fish, they're very again with all the water signs very intuitive, sensitive, empathic, maybe a little too dreamy sometimes. <laughs> Off their rockers, other people might say. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just so dreamy and love to escape reality, which is why we picked 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who was actually also a Pisces, which... I oh my it makes
0: God, a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I will preface my spiel about this book by saying I didn't love it, even oh, yeah. though it's considered one of the best books of all time. I, I enjoyed it. I love this book. It just I could I can understand why people love it. It just wasn't for me. Does that make it's sense? Long. It's
1: long. It is long.
0: Long as hell, yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, it's by Colombian author Gabri Gabriel Garcia Marquez, um, who also wrote Time. Love in the Time of Cholera, which is also considered one of the best novels of all time as well. Have you read that one? Yes, preferred One Hundred Years of Solitude, which tells what? you.
1: What?
0: Oh love <laughs> the Time of Cholera.
1: Oh I'm really okay. not a Gabriel
0: Garcia fan.
1: Yeah, something um, just isn't jelly. No, kind of it doesn't click. I yeah. But I can
0: like honestly, as a, I objectively understand why this book is good, why people love it. It just yeah, yeah. for whatever reason, doesn't click for me. Um, but it's a it's kind of this multi-generational book about the Buendia family um, and this fictional town of Macondo um, that follows this very magical realist style and yeah that magical realism uh, is so
1: I guess key it's like all about magic and mysticism and supernatural which I associate so much with like the escapism and
0: dissociation
1: of the Pisces
0: yes it's like an
1: epic it's about multiple generations isn't it
0: yeah I think it follows seven generations after they leave Colombia and it's all the dramas surrounding each family member and it's this concept that um Macondo is this utopia that they founded and live in but once they're there whether they want to leave or not but also surrounded by water like there's a lot of then you know throwbacks to sort of Pisces around water sign energy it's like a
1: very flowery kind of it is like idealistic book isn't it yeah he has a very poetic way of writing like he does have a very beautiful writing style Um, I guess because like at the end like he's trying to find meaning in life as well Mm. so like it gets grounded in like real world emotions and deep kind of what I associate also with Pisces is spiritual spirit like being spiritual and being religious and they're often really obsessed with those kinds of themes so that I think makes a lot of sense for the themes of this novel as well. But
0: also like you said um how you know Pisces is represented by um, two fish swimming in opposite directions it showed like this book also speaks to that push and pull between fantasy and reality through the generations Ooh. of this family so I think yes. it's very symbolic of the core of what a Pisces is
1: oh my gosh that's so true yeah that yeah kind of almost balancing of two worlds yes being up in the clouds but also having to live in the real world exactly it's like a constant struggle and the emotions and the sensitivity come in but that
0: intuition like so much of it so is unpacked
1: in the book it like yeah it does it perfectly encapsulates it doesn't it yeah
0: wow this was a journey that
1: I really loved going on this was such a fun way to kick off our first episode of the year. Oh, my God. I actually love this. So, yeah. Same. Everyone go look up your sun, moon, and ascendant yes. signs. Yes. And maybe there's, you might discover something about yourself. Um, There's great free stuff online for it. Like, don't pay to find out that information. Um, and, like, even if you don't believe it, you just might find something that might... Make you it's look just at an fun. aspect of your personality, a bit more. Hundred percent, so. and you don't
0: have to believe in it to, you know, the nth degree where like your entire life is dictated by it. Totally, you can just lean into like it can be a fun way of like having <laughs> an element of self-reflection and self-awareness that you can just oh, use it to that level, to and it's it. still great.
1: Like. I don't look at horoscopes that tell you what's going to happen. I just like the personality aspect of it. Yeah. So there are different elements you can connect with depending on what you're interested in or what kind of your life is like. So, yeah. I think we're bringing a really Virgo energy to this, (laughs)
0: this, where we're like, it's all about self-awareness and self-help and self-reflection. just knowing you and the people around you more, can you? Yes, like we could not be more Virgo now, love it. Anyway, I feel like, again, we're very rusty at the podcast thing but what is your non-book rec for this week?
1: Oh my gosh so I have been wanting to talk to you about this for oh
0: and you refused to tell me before we started recording what this is and
1: I'm fucking desperate to know Tell tell
0: me tell me tell me tell me tell me so
1: um for the past month I have been Obsessed, completely obsessed with a certain song by my new favourite band called Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh my god! It's called Regret Me. Have you heard this? No! So obviously, Daisy Jones and the Six, the book, is being turned into a mini series and they've started releasing songs by the band, by the TV show. Oh my god, I love this! so I went through a bit of a journey with this song (laughs) so at first like a lot of people I hated it because it's so different to what it is in the book and some of the lyrics are changed and just like the point so that was difficult to get over but the more I started listening to it (laughs) the more I just became so obsessed it's such (laughs) a great song Billy and Daisy are the leads on it. It's phenomenal. It's got a, like a, a real kind of 70s vibe, but also feels like it could have been released like in 2023. It's like, it's amazing. It's going to be legit the top of my Spotify wrapped. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> I love that year. you're
1: already picking it as just Spotify wrapped and we're in. I've verb. listened <laughs> to it so much. It's on repeat. So yeah, if, if you know anything about Daisy Jones and the Six, go listen to... The two songs that they have out—it's—it's it's a really interesting, I guess, experience because you're so familiar with the book. But yes. now they're putting out songs that maybe sound a bit different to what you're imagining. But if you yes. go on a journey like I did, you might end up loving them as well. So, oh my god, I'm recommend so this. Regret me. Oh, I've got it open, six.
0: ready to listen to as soon as we finish recording. Oh my god, do you
1: it. do you have a recommendation?
0: I do. I had to panic think of one because I yeah, just assumed we, that. no, I just <laughs> made this massive assumption that we wouldn't be doing one because we were going through so many books. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, I don't need to think about this. Um, I am talking, okay, so something I've been obsessed with for the last few months, mm-hmm. which I feel like you're going to be shocked by, um, I've really gotten into tarot cards and tarot readings. Oh, I'm so <laughs> shocked by this. What? I know. So I asked for a pack of tarot cards for my birthday. Oh, I and love And some this. really good friends of mine got me the Adam JK, the amazing illustrator who's now closed his shop, which is sad. Um, but he illustrated this beautiful, like really modern kind of tarot deck um and I've been yeah really getting into it I gave Ed a reading yesterday (gasps) um I've been trying to do readings your
1: your like intuitive side I love this yeah and
0: like that spirituality but again you don't have to like live your life by it but it can be a really good way to again stop reflect think about some things that are going on in your life totally and you can do it for anything like you can do it about relationships but I'm very early in like learning it all. So I'm doing really basic like three card pulls where I'm looking at like, challenges in my life and possible solutions but it's so fun and it's oh God, that's so amazing. much to learn
1: okay this is such a good one
0: and yeah I hope people have learned something about themselves from this episode
1: oh yeah that's so true and at the very least even if you don't believe in astrology you've got a new book to read
0: exactly right like again take this as seriously or not as you want to like
1: yeah yeah we're having fun with it sorry if we're not exactly we don't know the most about it so (laughs) bear with our descriptions and everything but we hope you've taken a little bit from it yeah exactly i think most people know their sun sign but if you don't and if you want to know any of your other planets your moon your rising your venus your mars we will have a link in the description for you to do that for free and really quickly and easily so yeah you can find yeah. out a bit more about that yes
0: and keep an eye out on our socials because we'll probably be sharing some extra recommendations for each of the Star signs. because obviously we picked multiple books and totally. just end up
1: going with one for the actual podcast so actually yeah we have a lot list you. of yeah. books <laughs> we've so got, got plenty of, of ideas if you've already read the book that we recommended or you're like just not into it there's going to be a lot of other options yeah Never fear, never fear. we <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, happy reading everyone! Happy reading. See you next time. So good to be back. So good to be back. Love this. I missed you. I missed you too.